0: Welcome to How to Get a Job College Student Edition, the podcast for first generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights from students who have completed the Mastering College to Career Mentoring Program, networking opportunities, and unique insights from industry thought leaders. So if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place.
1: All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode on how to get a job podcast but today we're not going to talk about how to get a job we're actually be talking about personal development and to do that i have an amazing amazing guest today i have alexa cabal with me and i've actually known alexa for a couple of years she's a fellow author uh she is an expert at internships and in leadership and development uh she works for a big four and she does her full-time job is working on this kind of stuff but today we're going to talk about how you can utilize this new year and take charge of your personal development. Alexa, welcome. How are you?
0: Thank you very much. Looking forward to talking about uh, all things learning.
1: So I, I want to talk about this. I, I did a poll on LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn polls are going crazy right now. May, maybe by the time this podcast comes out is not. And I think I had over four hundred thousand people view the poll. And in that poll, I asked who is responsible for your career, right? And so. Um, and it was, I'm responsible for my career. My manager is responsible for my career, or the company is responsible for that career. HR is responsible for the career. Or I put other. What do you think was the number one answer?
0: I think most people would say yourself.
1: Yeah, by far, it, I'm trying to find the poll now that we're talking about it, because it was kind of like it just came up to me when we were speaking about it. Uh, 92% of people said you're responsible for it. And uh. so to give you all that perspective, over 600 people voted. So it's not like this. It's pretty good sample size. 600 people voted for this poll. 92% said I am responsible for my career and consistently being promoted. Three uh, percent of people said the organization, four percent said my direct boss, one percent said HR. Now I would agree I would say if I, were, I would say, I think every single one of those people I mentioned have some sort of responsibility in your development, but ultimately you should own the vast majority of it. Well what are your thoughts?
0: I completely agree with that. You yourself own your own development in learning, and your your personal and professional development. Um, You know yourself best and you know what you can do to succeed. That being said, there are so many driving factors in um, your environment. And that's where your company, your manager, the HR team comes into play. If you are working for a company that really does a good job with um, goal setting Um, and you have good conversations with your managers, Uh, the HR team has a pretty structured way of encouraging your professional development, then naturally you would have an easier time growing. Uh, because they're supporting you, if you're in a, an organization that doesn't have very structured things, it could put more responsibility on you to advance. So it, it's it depends on the environment, it depends on the people. Ultimately, you have the most responsibility, but the others certainly, can affect how you learn.
1: Yeah, and can make your whole life easier or better. Um, I read this book, right? And that it's called The High Potential Advantage. And when I read the book, I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, It was written by a PepsiCo executive. I didn't even know it, even though when I was reading it, I was working at PepsiCo. And it was just talking about how like larger organizations talk about people planning and how they, you know, have resources for for you to kind of like learn and be able to take advantage and to, you know, to essentially build up your skills so that, because it it helps the company in the long-term if you can build up your skills. But um, I I find it really interesting is that, you know, you have to advocate for yourself, but you also have to utilize the the resources available to you um, to be able to improve yourself. And I guess what I would love to learn a little bit more about you is, and and we're gonna talk about this in two two prongs approach, like one, hey, I am a job seeker. What can I do in terms of learning and development right now as a job seeker? Maybe I've already graduated, so I'm not taking any more classes. So do I stop learning and only focus on the job search? So job seekers point of view, uh, route, and then the other route is, hey, I already have a job. How can I utilize the resources that the companies have to continue to develop and be a a perpetual learner in a sense?
0: I think those are two great ways to approach it. Um, cause they are different, even though they have similarities. So if we talk about as a job seeker, um, and let's say you already are out of school, so you're not getting that formal education, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how do you learn? A lot of times people think, okay, once, once you're done with school, you're done learning and you just have training. And I think there's a good distinction there between yeah. training and learning. Um, and I, I really like focusing on the learning and development. That's why the industry is called learning and development. It's not called training anymore because it's not a passive act. That you're doing. You really are getting involved when you are learning and absorbing the information and engaging with content. So if again, going back to if you're a job seeker, you're kind of utilizing what you learned in school, a lot of those same skills to continue learning after that knowing how to research, and I'm not saying you have to look at, you know, formal published articles, although, if that's your thing, by all means, go do that. Uh, But looking up different articles, there's so many different podcasts, and honing in on certain competencies that you are interested in growing. Uh, maybe you want to strengthen a strength that you already have or grow in something that you consider a weakness of yours, an area of opportunity. So, looking up those different topics and learning in different ways. It doesn't have to be a formal course that you're taking. Now, LinkedIn learning, it can be a course, maybe it's an hour long course, maybe it's eight hours long, but it doesn't have to be. You can listen to 15 minute podcasts. You can uh, read a couple short articles from the Wall Street Journal or Forbes. And and those are perfectly um, valid. When it comes to your learning, another aspect of learning is talking to people. That's a big part of learning. When we create learning and development programs for companies, a lot of them include a mentorship aspect. And those are, again, key learning opportunities. And you can expand on those.
1: Yeah. I think it's really interesting. So I am. A couple of things here right now we're talking about just job seekers and how, you know, how it pertains to career development and, and learning and development right um one thing I found and and I in it is if you know there's different types of students so I'm going to generalize here right but I find that a lot of students um international students are students um who have maybe had a high GPA in school right I'm generalizing here don't kill me everybody please 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 I'm generalizing here um they're really big on like the the degrees. So like they'll get a bachelor's, and then they don't get a job in a the time. They're like, "Oh, you know why? It's because I don't have a master's degree." So I need to go get a master's degree to get a job. And they go get a master's degree, maybe still not get the job they want. And they're like, "You know why? It's because I don't have a PhD degree." So they're like always chasing the next certification. They're always chasing the next title. They're always chasing the next uh thing. And what I don't want a job seeker and I I see this a lot with my clients. I work with a lot of international students and it just um, we're always chasing like, Oh, I'm not getting the job because I don't have enough experience. And so I need this certification or I need this uh, Udemy badge, or I need this uh, AWS certification, or I need this, you know, whatever it is. Like it's always like the next thing, or I need to learn this new programming language because the other 24 programming languages that I have are not used. And I'm like, a lot of times, it's not you don't need an extra certification to do that, right? But at the same time, I think it's really important that you are always learning. Um, that just because you're no longer in school, you stop learning. Like I, one of my favorite quotes, I think is by Albert Einstein. If it's not, I'm giving this guy credit for it, but it is don't let school be get in the way of your education. And I don't remember where i heard the statistic but it's like over 80 percent of people that graduate college once they graduate never finish a book in their life Uh, wow and that to me was like really shocking and it's like no right so again i think i'm all over the place with this or where my thought my train of thought is but this is my train of thought if you're in one extreme and that extreme is i need another certification to get to where i want to be Odds are is you don't and you're qualified already and just slow down a little bit and just focus on all the work you've already put in and just try to go after the job, network, build relationships. Odds are you're lacking visibility, not ability. Now, if you're other, there's another end of the stream or extreme, right? Where you are not building the the technical or soft or, or hard skills that you need to get the job and you're relying too much on your relationships to get you a job. And I'm like, no, you doesn't matter if you know a lot of people, at one point you're gonna have to do the work. And so you need to build up those skills or you're gonna actually plateau in your career, right? And so I think those are the two extremes and the advice obviously is different. And then there's in the middle, right? Um, where maybe they had, uh, they understand the importance of both building the skills but also the networking. And I guess my advice, all this advice is really comes down to is understanding What are the core skills that are really needed for the jobs that you're applying for? And when you can maybe focus your attention not all over the place and have a shotgun approach of job searching, but more of a sniper approach of job searching, you're able to identify the top three skills that are really needed for that role and focus on developing those in the short term. Now, once you get the job, right, and then maybe you have a conversation with your manager, maybe create a, a game plan, then you can create a development pl- a game plan on what are the skills that you need to continue to progress in your career. Now, I, I said a lot. I think I confused half of the audience and I get it. But what are your thoughts on all that?
0: Yeah, no, there's a lot to unpack there. There are a couple things that uh, I like that you said. The um, sometimes you lack the visibility, not ability, mm-hmm. um, and the other thing is having that sniper approach. Yeah. So, one thing to really help you narrow down your continuous learning is figuring out what your passions are and align your skills to those. Because people are more likely to learn, want to learn things that they're already interested in. So if you're passionate about it, you're going to want to read an article about it. You're going to want to listen to a podcast about it, take a course about it. If you're trying to push something that you just have zero interest in, it's not that it's impossible. It's just it takes a lot of extra motivation to do Mm -hmm. that. Uh, And sometimes if you're a job seeker and it's not like a requirement, it's hard to justify your time doing that if you personally don't have a care for whatever skill or topic that you're looking into. Yeah. And then I would say if you're already in a job and you're focusing on learning there, sometimes you do have to learn things that your employer is telling you that you need to learn that you do not have interest in. And that's where you can really utilize company resources. Um, Well, for things you're passionate about and things you're not too, but the company resources is huge um, to really utilize what they offer. And Depending on who you're working for, there's more available than if you're working for a smaller company or you're an entrepreneur, it's a little bit different of what offerings there are, Um, but there's usually some kind of learning management system that you can search for courses or um, relevant content to your role. And that is something that people should capitalize on for their own personal and professional development. It's not always just to upskill on the specific job that you're doing currently, but it's also a long-term view of how do you want to grow as a professional in your, whether it's the next step in promotion or just a long-term view of you see yourself being uh, an executive of some sort. Well, how do you start developing that C-suite presence in the beginning, um, even as a 20 something year old, you don't have to wait until you are uh, an executive to try to develop executive presence, right? Uh, So it's it's looking at your long-term goals as well as what you, currently need to focus on to get the job done
1: yeah so important um i'm really interested so i'm going to share the room my experience at pepsico it's like i it took me about a year and a half to realize how many resources were actually available to me through pepsico like that um that probably and i don't even know how much pepsico paid for per person or per per, to, to access this but i would say hundreds of thousands of dollars that the company is investing into is if not millions of dollars like i would have access to audiobooks there is a platform called u uh, learning where yes yeah, so we had like i remember that i had to take um some safety courses because i was in the field like there was a, but i could have search sales management leadership negotiation like any topic that i wanted to learn there was already building things there and it kept a catalog there. And I and I don't know if again, I'll, I'm sure that this is not just in PepsiCo, right? But a lot of that my manager got an email every time that I completed it. Which is interesting because obviously like the more I complete, the more notifications. And it's like, oh Daniel's learning, 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 right? Um and I, I thought that was actually really smart. Right. Like because like You know, it's one thing like, hey, I took the course, but I don't want to tell my manager like, hey, I'm bragging here. But like if it's a third party automated system, I think it's just this perceived notion of like Daniel's investing in his development or Daniel's always learning and things like that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is um, I think companies, it isn't the company's best interest to build resources for you, to create resources for you and create paths for you for learning and development at the same time it's up to you to take advantage of that but what are your thoughts now that I mean that's this is your your wheelhouse like how can an employee or how should an employee take advantage of these resources and utilize it to to not only help themselves but help the company
0: I think you kind of touched on it um involving your manager Mm -hmm. whether it is through a third-party automated system uh, I don't know how many companies actually have something like that right but if you don't want to tell your manager every time you take one like let's say you take one a week I'm just putting a number out there every week I took another one I took another one like that sounds kind of like redundant and what you want to do is have a strategy behind your learning so if you think about going to college and you're getting a degree in business, let's say business, there is a curriculum and a learning path that you have to take. There are certain courses that are core courses. There are electives. And you kind of want to do something similar in your professional world, right? You want to identify some core things that you need to learn. And then Look at your electives. what are other things that you want to um, focus on? And then as a whole, what degree would that give you essentially? Is it um, your focus is uh, in something, marketing related and you want to like dive in deeper to a specific aspect of it. Well, how do all of those um, learning resources get you to that goal? So you still wanna make your learning strategic. And when you involve your manager in that, that's where it starts to get impressive because you can communicate to them how you're achieving that goal. And how does that goal ultimately benefit the company and their bottom line?
1: Absolutely. So interesting because like, that's so important to your manager's buy-in, right? And make it easier for them to advocate for you. Because a lot of times your manager has influence on whether you get promotion, but it might not be ultimately their decision. Like, sure. um, you know, it might be the director, like so if, if I'm an associate, right? Your manager obviously can not make sure that you don't get promoted. Say, hey, I would not promote him. So they have they can <laughs> say no to your promotion. But if even if they're their your you their biggest fan, they can only influence and not necessarily guarantee that you get promotion. Cause there also has to be availability, right? And then you don't know if there's other people in other teams are also going after that role, right? So ultimately not, but by having those conversations and saying, all right, boss, um, I remember I was like I want to be a, a customer to, uh, like uh, it was like a manager right for customers so I, I pretty much manage a relationship with our big clients like a key account manager is what it was called right. He said, "Okay, Daniel, here's the transferable skills from your current role to the to that role, but here's the skills that you need in this role and your fut- in that future role that are currently not developed here that we need to develop outside of your current experience." So some of those ways that we can do that is you can take on some extra projects that can build that critical experience that maybe are in his plate or in, in this or her plate, right? Um, or maybe there is this online course that you could do, or maybe there is this training at, at headquarters or, uh, or uh, that you can go. So I went to like, I remember going to Dal- uh, Plano, Plano, Texas, which is in Dallas for training purposes, because that they did live training, so I think for you they're in Orlando uh, over there in, in Plano, and that allowed me to get promoted within that that two year mark that was our goal, right? And so we were both aligned on that. But um, I wonder, you know, obviously that was one experience, that's my personal experience. I wonder how much of that can is that, can can that be replicated in other companies, or are other companies seen in the same way? And I'm assuming they are, but I would love to get your perspectives on it.
0: I mean, I would think so. And a lot of the contacts I have in learning and development for, especially the large companies, do have these um, formal training programs. In-person training was big. COVID hit. And the learning and development industry turned upside down. It was like, okay. How do we do everything virtual, right? Um, And there were virtual options before, but then it just turned into, it forced everyone to really think strategically and say, do we really need all of these in-person trainings even when things do start getting back to normal? Mm -hmm. And a lot of programs changed. So now we don't need a whole week to talk about, um, it's not just an information dump anymore. Now people are thinking strategically of how to use their in-person time for the learning how to build relationships and network with people. It's that more connection, uh, whereas the virtual can be used um, still for that, but there are aspects that they can, they can change. Now, these are like formal training programs, but there is also all of that extra, um, learning that is not necessarily job specific, but it's all of that additional resources that they have um, that can help advance your professional development?
1: No, no, that that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, ultimately, like, you know, as we wrap this up, since like we're running out of time, um, is one thing is first, like you need to own your career, have good conversations with your leadership team, um, figure out what resources are available to you one as a student hey what's what you what resources are available to me at, at the university level uh if you're an, if you're already working for a company what resources do they have ask your manager if they are not familiar with it. ask hr um um trust me they're gonna want you to utilize those resources they're paying for it they're gonna want to return investment on those resources yes <laughs> uh, or, or or three right like utilize youtube or udemy or linkedin learning or you know or you know work with a career coach like uh that is also an amazing option too like especially if you have aspirations that maybe are not 100% aligned with the company that you're currently working for uh maybe you have a third-party uh person but ultimately i think that the if i can for me and i would love to get your opinions on like what would be the the biggest takeaway that you want somebody listening to this podcast is um, is you need to own your career and whether you're looking for a job right now or you're currently at a job um, this whole job search cycle continues it's, it's, it's a revolving circle it's, to me it's a circle it's a never-ending cycle whether you're with a company and you're happy with it which then means that you want to get promoted or you're looking for a job is okay what is the jobs? what are the soft and hard skills that i need for my next opportunity what do I have, and what do I need to build, and can I create a strategic plan to get that? Like, what would be the um, would be the, the main takeaway that you would want somebody listening to this to kind of really do?
0: I would say really see learning in a different way that's not formalized learning. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing because as a student, I mean, growing up from the time you're what, four years old, going through school, everything is so formalized and prescripted. And then you get into a job and they're also formalizing and prescripting certain trainings that you need to take. So looking at it from less of an typical education standpoint and a training standpoint to learning as a whole because it's it's a journey and it helps you to grow so just changing that mindset a bit is the first step because then you can integrate learning into your everyday life the flow of your life the flow of your work You know, even if you're on social media platforms, there are a lot of people who are learning things over TikTok in 30 second videos. That is, can be just as valuable, if not more valuable than taking an eight hour training course.
1: Yeah, my wife's learned how to cook through TikTok.
0: Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, Whenever I need to find something, my husband's like, just look on YouTube they'll have it. So yeah. use things that you already are comfortable with and use that platform. I mean, hashtags, there are hashtags on everything. So you really want to learn about some particular topic. I can guarantee you LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, YouTube, all of these have the topics. Um, yeah. So it's just Identifying what those are, too, uh, will really help you to move forward.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Alexa, what is the best way uh, to people to connect with you or contact you?
0: Yeah, so you can definitely uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I am under Alexa Riccardi Cabal. And I also have my book available on Amazon called Get More Than Coffee the ultimate internship guide and planner. So if anyone's doing an internship, it's an interactive book where you can uh, keep track of all of your successes, set goals, uh, has a calendar to really document your internship experience. And on getmorethancoffee.com, that's my website. So you can always send a message there. And I have some other uh, information on there as well.
1: Awesome. So I'm going to put a link to her LinkedIn, her book, and her website all in the show notes. So if you wanted to figure out how to spell it all and everything like that, if you're like me, we can't spell, just click the links on the show notes. Uh, Alexa, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been amazing. And for all of you listening, thank you so much and catch you guys on the next episode.
0: You've been listening to How to Get a Job College Student Edition. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. And if you use Spotify, go ahead and give us a follow so you'll be notified whenever we upload. Until the next time, catch you guys on the next episode.